Tom Telesco and the Chargers continued their defensive transformation, bringing in another one of Brandon Staley's former players, defensive lineman Morgan Fox. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. We've been covering the Chargers for over six seasons together, but we're heading into our fifth season as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys for making this your first listen and to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. But the Chargers have made another signing after the draft, that's the third big-time signing we've seen from the Chargers. This time, it's Morgan Fox, one of Brandon Staley's former defensive linemen when he was with the Rams. And now, David, the Chargers add another interior pass rusher, something they still didn't have a ton of on the inside, even with all the roster additions. So what does this now mean for someone like Jerry Tillery? Because that was his job. So we're going to get into that and Brandon Staley continuing to just bring in all of these former players, guys who fit his defense much better than the defense that gave up 27 points per game last season. So we'll get to see hopefully what looks what looks like what he wants, right? Because I don't know if we have seen that yet. But then we're also going to get into just how competitive that defensive line group is right now. Last year, they only kept five. There's nine dudes who either were brought in this offseason or played for the active roster last year. So that's pretty nuts. And then we'll talk about what the biggest questions are now. I think with how deep this Chargers roster is, it's gotten to be a much tougher conversation, but there's still a couple of questions that I think we'll have to wait till the season probably to kind of see how it plays out. But David, another one, Morgan Fox, Brandon Staley continuing to bring in players that have played for him before. And this one seems pretty simple, David, because even with the additions on the interior of the defensive line, Really, the only player who had a significant pass rush production last year was Jerry Tillery, and his came because of a lot of volume for the most part. But yeah. they didn't have any guys really known for getting after the passer. That's what Morgan Fox is, basically. That's what they're adding him to do. And it's a guy that last time he was with Brandon Staley had his best season that he's had in his career. So this is obviously about, hey, we'll bring this guy and see if we can recapture some of what we had in 2020. Absolutely. I mean, hey, Brandon Staley is all about his relationships. He's all about bringing in guys that he knows exactly who they are and the character and the person, not just the player. And I think this is just another example of a guy that he knows he's familiar with. And, you know, he's going to come in here and he's going to add to the interior of the pass rush. I mean, hey, on defense, you know, you want to rush the passer and you want to cover. And I mean, the, the Chargers have added the talent to do that this offseason exponentially they've really done a great job of really improving their odds because i mean hey the, those those sacks the, those sacks turn into strips which turn into to, to strip fumbles which turn into turnovers and the chargers need to generate that as much as possible they didn't get after the quarterback nearly as well so to be able to add someone anywhere on the field that's going to be able to add more pass rush is going to benefit your football team 
Absolutely, especially on the interior, because we know, you know, on the outside with the guys they have, Bosa and Mack and a little bit of Kyle Van Noy, the yeah. edges aren't a problem. But the interior was still a question mark in the pass rushing department because they know they should exponentially be better stopping the run. But the pass rush still a little bit iffy. And that's why I say he, they want to find that 2020 Morgan Fox before he went and got the contract from Carolina. It got paid a little bit. Now it's coming back to Brandon Staley on. I'm guessing it's going to be a much, much cheaper contract. And yeah. the Chargers continue to just add guys on the cheap to try to fill in some of these spots and breed more competition, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But you go back to 2020 and you look at the numbers, didn't play a ton of snaps, 256 pass rushing snaps. But in that season, ended up still with six sacks. He ended up with 25 pressures. That's pressuring at a 9.8% clip. That's pretty good on the interior. Six sacks, obviously, will be plenty. I mean, there's more than Jerry Tillery has ever had in one single season. But then you go to last year, right? New system in Carolina, new expectations with the money. Plays in only nine games, only ends up with one and a half sacks. Compared, when you look most places, pro football focus doesn't do half sacks. They had him at three sacks. But still, I mean, in that season, he still would have been one of the better pass rushers percentage-wise on the interior for the Chargers. He was still better than Jerry Tillery even in 2021 when he was banged up and didn't even play the whole season and was probably playing a little bit out of position. But where the downside is here is he's not a great run defender, but he's not going to absolutely kill you in the run defense game like we have seen at times with Jerry Tillery. There's good moments and bad moments for both of these players. Neither one is going to be a run stuffer, but that's not necessarily what the Chargers needed. No, I mean, the the Chargers are all about matchups, and they're trying to create the most advantageous matchup for whatever they are trying to accomplish on defense. If they're trying to rush the passer, then they're going to bring in guys that have a pedigree to rush the passer, a la Morgan Fox. Morgan Fox, that's exactly what he is going to do. You want guys that you need guys that are going to come in and stop the run. That's why you brought in some Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin Johnson, guys that can stop the run. This is just another guy that can add to creating a matchup that is in your favor to go ahead and attack the offense. So I think I like the move here. Um, yeah, he's not going to really be, you know, a fantastic run stuffer, but he's going to be reliable. One of the things I liked is that he went four straight seasons without missing a game due to injury. So, I, I mean, he's a guy that's going to be out there and he has that pedigree, 12 sacks in his five, five year career. And I think there's more out there. I, th- I think when you're, when you add him to, the collection of talent that the Chargers have accrued this offseason. I think it's just another situation where he can come in, provide some great competition on the in, on the interior to create, to see if he's a better option um, as a pass rusher. And, you know, we'll see about that. I just love the fact that the Chargers are continuing to add talent and try to figure out what the best combination of 53 guys is to go to go win a championship. And I think for him specifically, the other thing that he does bring is a little bit of versatility as well. He can play on the edge. Daniel Popper said he asked Brandon Staley about his role, said he was mostly going to be on the inside. And that is what he was last time he was with Staley. 168 snaps in the B-gap, 152 over the tackle. Only 73 snaps outside of the tackle, like a true outside linebacker. But he can do that in a pinch. So he does add a little bit of depth there. He is a smaller guy for the interior and when he was most successful, he didn't play a ton of snaps. So what we don't know is what the rotation is going to look like on the inside now. How many snaps are up for grabs at that specific position, that pass rushing interior guy, which could go down a little bit too if they want to rush someone like Joey Bosa on the inside. But this just goes along with a big theme of this offseason, which is Brandon Staley bringing in his former players. The team was 
very bad last season defensively. I mean, you can look at basically any metric and it's going to tell you that even with players like Derwin James and Joey Bosa, but it seemed like the offseason focus last season was get Justin Herbert an offensive line. He's the most important player on our team. Absolutely. This year, it seems like it's more on the defensive side of things. I think he did it in the right order. And now he's mm-hmm. bringing in those guys just yeah. this offseason. Khalil Mack had time with him with the Bears. Bryce Callahan, the Bears and the Broncos. Sebastian Joseph Day with the Rams. Troy Reader and Morgan Fox with the Rams as well. And now we're finally seeing him get those pieces that he needs, get guys who are experienced and know the system so you don't have the lag that you saw last season with guys struggling to catch up with the system. You got guys you already know can play in it. I mean, obviously they had to come out and really perform and and get back to what they did when they were with Staley, but it's great to see him finally building it in his image. Absolutely. It's fantastic. And I love the fact that they're bringing in guys that you know what they what they do and you know that they're going to excel in your system and know your system. And I also appreciate that that's going to rub off on everyone else that was in that system last year it can continue that learning curve and continue to get them even more comfortable in this defense because it is very, very complex. It's very, very different from the defenses that were they were playing last year. So the more experience that you add to all of those individual rooms on the defensive side is only going to benefit the guys that were there last year. So get, bringing in guys that are you know proven commodities in this system with that knowledge, I think is going to benefit this football team. And I can't wait to see what this movie looks like. Hopefully it's action-packed all season long. And, I mean, a few of these guys, Ryan, are directly brought in as former Staley players brought in to compete with non-Staley brought in players, right? Yeah. And that's one thing I've seen. And now you go from the defensive interior being maybe the weakest unit on your team to now it's a crazy competition where there's nine dudes who probably at least have somewhat of a chance of making the roster. And last year, they only kept five. So we're going to talk about coming up next, how that is going to play out and just what that looks like at this point. If this dude comes in and takes Jerry Tillery's spot, where is Jerry Tillery's roster spot? At that point. So we're going to get into that and also talk about the biggest needs left on the Chargers defense. But the one thing here, especially with these former players, is like Brandon Staley, the relationships are coming through. Obviously, these guys want to come back and bounce back with Brandon Staley and have someone who's going to put them in the best position. And they obviously were meaningful relationships like Brandon Staley is getting a ton of brownie points with these players and it's paying dividends only in his second season as head coach. But if you want a brownie batter flavored protein bar, there's only one place to go and it's built.com because built bars are the best protein bars out there. And right now brownie batter is the flavor that you need to know about. I mean, who doesn't love that? Like first time we're talking birthday cakes. Now it's brownie batter. You're getting either of those batters. You're feeling great about it. And you have something that's still going to fit on your diet. I mean, I love brownies, but you know what? I love more brownie batter. I honestly think it's better when it's not even cooked yet, but you guys are in luck because Bill has a new creation and this one is better than ever. The brownie batter puff. That is the protein bar that takes all protein bars to the next level. Brownie batter built bar puffs are the best way to get something that's going to taste great and something that's going to fit on your diet. Most built bars have 17 grams of protein, 130 calories or less. And you're getting flavors like brownie batter, right? Cinnamon churro, lemon dipped cheesecake, so many great flavors. And those are just the puffs, not even talking about peanut butter brownie and cookies and cream and all the other great built bars that they have out there. But even better than all the taste is saving money. And you can do that since you listen to this show, go to built.com, use the promo code locked 15. You'll save 15% off your order. That's promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, David. Well, one thing that we have seen and one thing I think we probably didn't see enough of last year is just guys competing for spots seemingly going into this training camp. You know, there's always 
we want to get competition. I mean, that's been a, a buzzword for every Chargers head coach, even the failed ones. But yeah. it seems like it's something that always gets said. It's just not something that always gets done. And now yeah. Jerry Tillery, you know, first, obviously, the fifth-year option is declined. So that gives you an idea. I mean, that was such a big number, you know, 10-plus million dollars for yeah. a, a defensive tackle. And that's, you know, was the going rate for the top defensive tackles in the market in this latest free agency period. Like, that's a lot. You have to be really, really good to command yeah. those numbers. There was only a few dudes who were good enough to get that this year, right, in their prime, having right. the proven results that we've seen. So I, I don't even take that as, like, them, you know, being totally out on Jerry Tillery. But I like this move because it doesn't – it means they're not putting all of their eggs in the Jerry Tillery basket, right? And that's the thing is I do think at this point Morgan Fox – is competing with Jerry Tillery for a starting role, right? That yeah. that role in the three defensive linemen formation, it's Austin Johnson, Sebastian Joseph Day, and probably one of those two guys in on-key pass rushing situations, it's probably going to be one of those two guys, right? So I think having both of them, I mean, could work as well. You could see some sort of NASCAR package and undersized on the interior with, you know, Mac and Bose on the outside, but they're bringing in competition and a legitimate chance on a guy that could potentially take that spot. I love the just the like the the way that they're going about this. I mean, I just appreciate the fact that they're actually adding legitimate competition to these guys to where you really want to see what the best football players are and who is really going to rise to the top and really take that role. I think in the past where they've said, oh, you know, we'll bring in competition, but you didn't believe it because you knew that those guys were already entrenched, at least like the, this coaching staff, this organization, the way it's situated right now they are really practicing what they preach. And I think that authenticity, it just, man, it's so refreshing and it's nice that you, you're you bringing in a guy who, and it's not just a, a body here. I mean, this is a guy who's done it at a high level in the NFL. And so when, you know, you bring him in and he has six sacks on his, on his uh, resume with Brandon Staley, had one of the best years of his, well, he had the best year of his career under his tutelage. I think that Jerry Tillery should definitely be uncomfortable with this. But, I mean, I, I, I like the process of them not just saying, hey, I'm going to pick up his fifth-year option mm -hmm. because, you know, that's what we do. That's our player. And I think we have seen that in the past. We're not seeing that here. They're saying, hey, you need to go out there and prove to me that you're the guy that we need to keep here. And they, they're backing that up by bringing in Morgan Fox, a guy who's legitimately going to push him for this starting spot. It seems like it at the very least. I mean – you would think, you know, Jerry Tillery as the incumbent player on the Chargers roster would have the leg up, but it's Jerry Tillery who's not a Brandon Staley guy going up against a Brandon Staley guy. I mean, yeah. it could just be a rotation in the two, and you just don't have to keep putting Jerry Tillery out there over and over again like they elected to do last season, 438 pass rushing snaps last year, right? And we talked about pass rush percentage. His was not great. I mean, 31 pressures, a 6.3 pass rush percentage, and you know, compared to 9.8 last time that Morgan Fox was with Brandon Staley. And the run stopping percentage, 116th out of 142 eligible defenders. It's just not going to get it done. So I'm just glad that he'll still have a chance to go out and earn that job, but he's going to have to earn it against a dude yeah. who's done it with yes. Brandon Staley and had a better season with almost, you know, half of the pass rushing snaps, had more sacks than jerry tillery had last season but it's not just that position that's more the three technique the pass rushing defensive tackle there's a lot of other dudes who are going to be fighting uh, four spots on the interior of the defensive line last year the chargers kept five they have nine dudes that were either brought in you know as draft picks 
former Brandon Staley players, or played for the Chargers last year. I mean, remember the favorites, like Forrest Merrill. Like, how how is Forrest Merrill going to make this roster now? Oh, Oh, no. No, but, I mean, listen to this. Sebastian Joseph Day, Austin Johnson, Jerry Tillery, Christian Covington, Morgan Fox, Tito Abonia, and then you have guys like Braden Fajoko, Joe Gaziano, Forrest Merrill. That's nine dudes. I mean, it's nice to have that depth, and I'm sure, you know, there will be a practice squad spot for the guys who don't make it, at least for most of them, you would think, because they've yeah. kept them around till this point. But that's going to be tough. I mean, Tito was maybe barely hanging on there as, you know, an unproven fifth-round pick. I, I, that's just crazy, David, because it's not just Jerry Tillery fighting for, you know, snaps and stuff like that with Morgan Fox. Like, all these dudes are going to not only be fighting for snaps, not only going to be fighting for roster spots, David, but on the flip side, having a legitimate rotation where you can keep these guys going in being fresh and getting the best of this, you know, nine players. Like, I think they'll probably keep six this year just with all of those dudes. Like, I can't imagine all, like, I can't imagine four of those dudes getting cut. I just can't. But that's still leaving a lot on the cutting room floor. Yeah, it is. But, I mean, I I think it's a great problem to have because it's – Cream has to rise to the top. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's just so many guys there in that room now. But I think that it's going to really allow Brandon Staley to – figure out what the best combination of guys that he wants. And he, they said that they want to get bigger on their, on their lines. And I mean, Tito Abonia is a gigantic human being. I mean, so is Christian Covington who they brought in last year and, and Hey, Sebastian Joseph day and Austin Johnson, also two pretty large human beings. But I mean, they all, they were all brought in for a purpose. And and I I appreciate the fact that they have gotten much, much better on this unit. And, you know, you're going to be able to have guys that, you need to rush the passer. They're going to stop on the field. You got want, you need guys that are going to stop the run. You got several of those as well. So I think your rotation improves the more talent that you add to it. So, man, this was a unit we were talking about and not understanding where they were going to go. And now we know exactly where they're going. And, you know, it's a lot of talent there. So we'll see who actually makes this team. Yeah, and I mean, it's just going to be crazy to see even how these snaps get distributed to even who does make it just because there is so much competition. And, like, this room is night and day different from the room that Brandon Staley had last year. But, like, you're right. There was a thing in the past. It's like, okay, we're not just going to hand you this starting spot, but you're going to have to beat out this undrafted free agent. You know what I mean? (laughs) You're going to have to beat out six round pick a mecha egg boy. Whatever the case, you know what I mean? It's just like you didn't have – enough there to really have a firm competition to where you felt like the dude coming out of that competition was going to be a legitimate starting NFL player. Because the thing is, is it's not just the chargers, you know, not having great players, enough great players. They have plenty of great players. It's the rest of the guys not being able to get to just even an average level of play, right? Just being far below what the standard is around the league. And now you have legitimate NFL starters, six of them, probably, you know what I mean? At least five legitimate NFL starters on the inside that is including Jerry Tillery no shots meant to be fired but uh, you have dudes who have either played a lot right or you know have a legitimate chance to start on certain teams and I just think that that's just not something that could be said you increase the depth you raise the level of the depth you raise the level of the talent I mean that room just looks 100% different than what we saw last year and you have to hope that's gonna you know make you not one of the worst run defense teams in the entire league is like you have dudes who have done it before at this level. You're not banking on third, fourth, fifth round rookies. You've went out and got proven production and you're filling in behind that with more veteran experience and other production as well. So just a great mixture. 
A great it mixture is. of guys, and I, yeah. I, I like that. Yeah, no, it is. Like, it, you got a lot of different guys, a lot of versatile guys. I mean, Kyle Van Noy, too, edge linebacker. You have someone like Morgan Fox who can play edge, play on the interior, and do a lot of different things, wear a lot of different hats, and let you run out of different formations and different kind of plays. I mean, I just don't think Brandon Staley had that flexibility. It seemed like he was pretty strapped the whole season on what he was trying to do out there with, you know, the guys that they had out there. But the Chargers improved a lot of defensive positions, too. There's a couple, though, I think there are still question marks, whether it's the top-end talent or just the depth and inexperience behind some very, very proven players. So coming up after this, we're going to talk about the biggest question still on the Chargers defense, and I think the biggest one is linebacker. But I think there's another kind of dark horse one that we haven't talked about a ton that could be fine, but we'll talk it out coming up after this. But I need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Locked on Chargers podcast is BetOnline.net. BetOnline is the best place to place your bets, and right now, if you guys aren't placing bets, you're missing out because it's been absolutely nuts with all the playoffs going on. It's the best place to go for playoff hockey. I mean, five game sevens in round one, just overtime game after overtime game mixed with a couple of really, really good matchups in the NBA playoffs going on right now. You got Golden State and the Mavericks, and then you have the Heat and the Celtics. Those are all going to I mean, go probably at least six. So make sure you tune in that and make sure you have some action on it with betonline.net. And it's not just basketball. It's not just hockey. You can go baseball. You can go NFL futures on the Chargers and Justin Herbert. How you think they're going to do this season? You can go your favorite Vegas casino games, even esports at betonline.net. So make sure you guys head to the website or use your mobile device to see all the lines and odds that they have going on. Even getting on some live in-game betting at BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, David. Well, we do have a couple of questions that we wanted to talk out on today's show regarding the defense because we're just like it's so much deeper than it was you know what i mean because like the chargers you know they didn't just hand edge rusher three to chris rump right no they didn't just hand you know starting spot to jerry tillery it looks like they didn't just hand you know Tavon campbell the fourth cornerback spot or even michael davis the third right you bring in someone like bryce callahan who's competing for cb3 cb4 and then you brought in competition even for safety. You know, it's not just Mark Webb and Alohi Gilman. We'll just roll with that because they're on rookie contracts. It's bringing someone like JT Woods. But the one place I don't know if the Chargers brought in a starter level competition player is that linebacker. And I think the problem with linebacker isn't the depth because they have a ton of dudes there. I mean, Kenneth Murray, ankle surgery. We'll see when he gets back and we'll see how that ends up affecting things. All they've said so far not going to be before the end of OTAs, basically, right? So that, that's the only thing we have to go off of. Then you have Drew Tranquil, Nick Van Noy in parentheses because, like, we don't know Kyle how Van much Noy. Or Kyle Van Noy because we don't know how much, you know, he's going to be playing linebacker, how much he's playing edge because he is also a key reason why edge rusher isn't being talked about right now because he yeah. helps so much there. If something is to happen, he can take that role over on a pretty full-time basis and you feel good about it. Yeah. But you're going to need him probably in the linebacker room as well. Then you have, you know, Nick Neiman, Amen, Ogbog, Mamiga, our boy Bong, and Troy Reader as well. As far as guys that have a legitimate chance of making the roster and are probable to make the roster at this point. But it's still, there's not one guy that you feel great about. I mean, the guy you probably feel best about is Kyle Van Noyen. You don't really know his role. We know that Brian Seary doesn't hugely value linebackers, Dave, but I think if you were to talk about what is your biggest question still about this defense and how they're going to perform, it had to be the linebackers. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. I mean, you look around this defense, there's just not a whole lot of other holes or, or a lot of places where you say, man, that is a giant problem we need to fix. 
There's no, no right really, tackle. Not, That's yeah. what we were talking about. Like, yeah, there's, there's no, no right, right tackle, tackle like size hole on the defense. It, there 100%. just isn't. But yeah, you look at that linebacker room, and there's just a, a lot of uncertainty there. I mean, I think Drew Tranquil is a, is a solid player when he's healthy. I, I like you know liked what I saw early in early on in the year. Seemed like he was reading, reacting really well. Seemed like he was blitzing like a you know like he was shot out of a cannon. Like he was a player that added value. But I think that kind of waned as he was dealing with injuries and just as he was going on throughout the season. But I mean, besides that, Kenneth Murray is you know. Kenneth Murray is a guy that you just don't know what to expect from. You just so many injuries and so much, you know, up and down play, mostly down, unfortunately. And hopefully he's going to be able to come back and and be healthy and really show us exactly who he is, you know, as a, a completely healthy player for the first time in his NFL career. So, I mean, I think there's just a, a lot of younger players behind those guys. There's no like legit, you know, top end linebacker that's in that room which you you know you can probably look at every other avenue or every other position group on the defense and say yep that's a superstar yep that's a a really good player right there in the linebacker room I don't think you can really say that and that definitely does give you some level of uncomfortability yeah and I mean this isn't to you know ring the alarm bells I mean it's easy to forget that Brandon Staley had the number one ranked defense in the NFL with a dude he has on this team in Troy Reader who hasn't even played exceptionally well in his career right probably a backup level linebacker to this point in his career but somebody started three out of the four playoff games for the Rams last season and a trusted player in Brandon Staley's defense right those things you can't take away so I think that I I'm not even I'm not super worried about it but it is a lot based on projections right either Vaughn getting a lot better and getting some snaps whether it's Kenneth Murray you know coming back healthy because the thing with Kenneth Murray is he has the talent obviously we know that that's never been a problem with him the instincts were bad he was banged up and there's just been something every year right he comes out Mm -hmm. his rookie season he's having shoulder surgery has to get that fixed then going into last season mostly healthy then hurts his ankle tries to play on it late in the season and then after trying to let it heal naturally had to get another ankle surgery so that's just the thing is like you want to feel like he's going to fit better they were saying all the exciting things last offseason about him and getting downhill and all of those they things. They sure were. <laughs> Enough for me to, to get sold on it and now not have him ever be a breakout candidate again. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah, I mean, you can kind of excuse maybe some of that play because sure. of all of the, the different circumstances that befell him. But he has another circumstance right now. So it's like, is that going to be this year? Is it because he's coming back from ankle surgery Well, and now? it's the ultimate circumstances. They traded back into the first round to acquire Kenneth Murray. So he has so much expectations that's surrounding him in his career. It's just, man, there's a lot of pressure on that guy. But unfortunately, up to this point, he has not lived up to the billing of a first round pick. No, he hasn't. And I think that the tough thing is it's just hard to imagine him getting back there because it's like, I don't know if he's fully healthy, right? right? I don't know when he's fully healthy, if he's good enough in this system. Because he was drafted to play. Yeah, in what does that one. even look like? Have we even um, seen that? You know, that, that's, yeah, for sure. Just, yeah, exactly. And, you know, like him just being able to fully kind of ingratiate himself into Brandon Staley's scheme. We haven't yeah. seen it yet. I haven't seen him fully healthy since who knows how long. I haven't seen him play well in Brandon Staley's system. So it's all just based on projection. So if you're looking at what now seems like a pretty deep defensive unit, like, yeah, you're nitpicking a little bit, and maybe he doesn't need the great linebackers to be super successful. But if you were trying to point out something that you would have a question about, mine would be really just looking at the linebackers. But if I was forced to take a second look, come up with a second option, I would go with safety. And that's just because 
a lot of uncertainty, a lot of projection, and a lot of inexperience. Because behind yes. Derwin James and Nazir Adderley, both guys who have injury history but have both been much more healthy recently than they yeah. have been. And Brandon Staley, the training staff, you know, could have a lot to do with that. But behind them, though, it's a Lowy Gilman who really struggled when he's gone on the field the last couple of seasons. He was like yeah. the sixth DB that came on in dime packages when everyone was healthy. Mark Webb, who got hurt early on in the season, basically had to take a rookie red shirt season, right? Not sure what to expect from him. And then there's also new guy, JT Woods, who comes in probably with the expectations of being safety number three. And, and I'm bullish on him. I think I was yeah. higher on him than many were when he came out, when he got picked that high and all those things. I mean, I bought into it for sure, at least as far as the traits go now how that's going to produce in year one, if he's thrust into a bigger role, that's what's uncertain. I mean, I feel good about Derwin James and Nazir Adderley. I, I still am I'm cool with Nazir Adderley, and this is obviously a make-it-or-break-it season for him. Yeah. But after that, David, it's either guy who hasn't played well, guy who hasn't played because of injuries, and a rookie. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, like you said, a lot of inexperience. That's the biggest thing. And just if God forbid anything happens to either of your top two guys, it's a lot of inexperience behind them. And, and I think at that point, it's going to force you to have to go out there and sign a veteran guy that's going to be able to come in and play because you just, you, I mean, the talent is there. I mean, I think you look at JT Woods and man, I mean, the, the traits that jump off off the screen at, at you. I mean, real speed, real ball skills. I mean, seems like he's a real smart kid as well. A guy that's, you know, played in a similar type of defense that you're about to deploy. So, I mean, I think you like, you know, the way he can, you know, possibly project um, into this defense, but you haven't seen it. And, and, you know, he's transitioning to the NFL level where the speed of this game at, th at this level is much, much different. And that's what the one thing that everyone says when they jump into the NFL is, man, I was not expecting it to come at me that quickly. And even Derwin James, when he was an all pro his rookie year, he's like, I didn't even know what was going on half the time. I really just rested on my athletic ability. And, and man, <laughs> He was an all pro after just using athletic ability. That's ridiculous. But uh, JT Woods, another really talented rookie. We'll see what he does. Hopefully, you know, those top two guys are able to stay on the field and he can work himself in a little bit slower and he'll be able to learn from some really, really good safeties, at least in Derwin James in this league. And I think the nice thing is, is like last season you had this room minus JT Woods and that was yeah. it right I mean, yeah this was pretty much the exact room without JT Woods last year so it's like it's already an improved unit from last season you can yeah. hope for improved play from someone like Nazir Hatterley and Derwin James you know after coming back from several injuries and missing major parts of multiple seasons having that first year to kind of shake the rest off a little bit and boy does he deserve you know that level of just you know you have to give him the benefit of the doubt because that's oh, how yeah. good of a player that he is. And he was still great even last season. Yeah. But I think the nice thing though, is like with these guys, there's also the potential too, right? There's a potential that JT Woods is living up to exactly what they yeah. expected to be right. And plays yeah. really, really well. There's an next, yeah. there's a chance that Mark Webb comes in and plays very well because he was another brain and say, guy picked to run this defense, right. And to be on this defense. So mm -hmm. there is also those as well. I mean, then there's chances that the linebacker, position because of the rest of the talent that the Chargers have added is elevated yes. it also could be spotlighted because they're you know surrounded by much better players now right. it's like, I mean opposing offenses my opposing offenses might look at this defense and be like man where where am I supposed to exploit this I mean sure. the, can't can't uh, target the safeties can't target the corners but 
I can't really run on them that that well anymore. But I don't know. Those linebackers are a little bit inexperienced. That that sure. might be a spotlight that they might have to fix. It'd be what I would would target. But I don't think that Brandon Staley minds them being targeted in that way, especially running yeah. that you know cover two shell where it's like, hey, if you want to try to you know do dump offs and stuff and try to single out the linebackers, first of all. I'm barely ever going to have any linebackers. Right, right. I'm just going to throw a ton of DBs out there. Yep. So good luck with that. Uh, but the also, I think just the thing is, is, you know, the rising tide lifts all boats, right? So like yeah. the amount of talent, the Chargers defense just has everywhere now is going to, you know, put the less experienced, you know, guys who haven't been able to prove themselves to this point, it's going to raise their production. Well, I and think, it covers up some of the deficiencies too, Daniel. I you think have that to, also is something you, you know, yeah, exactly. Something you got to, you know, really think about it. Sure. Well. For sure. I mean, it, it, it's huge. I mean, even with the charge offensive line, right. When it was like Forrest Lamp and Dan Feeney and St. Yeah. Heavy, like, yeah, it, it always looks so much worse. And it was hard to even give like rookies and young players out there, like a full look, because it's like, look who they're surrounded by. Yeah. Like they're being bred in a culture of bad offensive line play. Like that's just, <laughs> right. how do you thrive there? The Chargers defense is going to be so much better now. It is going to put the spotlight on that because if you're playing bad and with a lot of guys who are playing super well, it's going to look worse. But I think with the safeties and why they make the list, it's like we saw Trey Marshall last year, right? So it's right. like the Chargers are getting rid of those situations. You saw Celio, you know, Kilamente last year, right? Now you've made sure that will never happen again. So it's like things like that, the depth that they're bringing in, it, it is such a, a deep defensive roster at this point, which is a crazy thing to come out of my mouth considering how bad they were last year you know what i mean like the fact that like this defense is where it's at right now with the amount of turnover just the new players well we expected some moves but we just didn't expect this many moves like and i mean the the big time moves bringing in the khalil max and the jc jacksons those were awesome but then you see all these other supplementary pieces that really completes this picture that really really changes the way that you look at this defense. And I think that is what's so exciting. Yeah. And I mean, it's a lot of guys that are going to have to come together, right? Cause that's a lot of turnover. There's not a lot of chemistry with some of those guys, but something that, you know, mitigates that a little bit is just the fact that all of these dudes have played with each other at some point or have at least played in the system. And Brandon Staley, man. That's what I'm saying. Or played in the system, but Kyle Van Noy, right? Sebastian Joseph day, Austin Johnson, JC Jackson, Khalil Mack, Morgan Fox, like these are all dudes brought in to have, you know, Bryce Callahan that could have significant impacts for the Chargers who were all brought in during this offseason. So the rebuild continues and another, you know, player that's going to have a solid chance of carving himself out a role in Morgan Fox. Another very good move, in my opinion, by the Chargers. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show. But tomorrow, guys, we turn the show over to you because it is Fan Mail Friday. So if you want to get in on the action, we'll put a post out at Lockdown LAC where we can get your guys' questions. You can also hit us up in the YouTube comments, or you can call into the voicemail line at 323-524-7924, and we'll try to get your voicemail on the show. You can also make sure you never miss the show by subscribing to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel, up to almost 3,000 on there. Thank you guys for doing that, and if you haven't subscribed, please do. And if you listen to the podcast, you can also find us everywhere for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. You can also follow me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David Drogemeyer on Twitter at DroTalk. SD, and you can also find us at our at Locked On Chargers Instagram page and our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. But thank you guys so much for checking out the show. Be back here tomorrow for Fan Mail Friday. Until then, take it easy and go Bulls.